You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life. For real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 233, and I'm calling it the pre-Christmas purge. I cannot even believe that as I'm recording this, it is December 11th. Like, I, I just don't even know what's going on this year. It just feels like Christmas is sneaking up on me. And you could probably go back to all of my podcasts recorded in December for you know, the entirety of them, the all the other 232 episodes, although I think there's only 230 because I've actually skipped two at different times, two numbers. Somebody like me can't be expected to keep up with the numbers. Anyway, but um, I'm sure that in those I also said, I can't believe Christmas is coming so fast. But y'all, oh my word, it's crazy. Anyway, um, I was talking this week with some moms. I was speaking at a mom's group and the question came up like tends to do at this time of year of, uh, you know, what do I do when I know more stuff is coming into my home? Specifically, they were talking about kids toys and things that grandparents would be giving and they would be giving as well. And yet I'm already overwhelmed in my home. So uh, it just, you know, we talked about it and somebody had a great idea in there that I would never have thought of. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it out to my audience. And so I put it out on Instagram, follow me there. I'm a slob comes clean on Instagram. And I'm also a slob at facebook.com slash a slob comes clean as well. And I put it out on both of those places and just got some answers from people from you guys who were just telling me what you do like. And the thing I want to make sure that I emphasize as we get into this is these are for inspiration only. Like there shall be no guilt feelings from this because this is not to overwhelm anyone like, oh my goodness, I should be doing that. Because what I love about all the answers is some people are like, oh, we do that over Thanksgiving. Well, that's done. That's over. We've all missed that day. Okay. Um, Or we do this the weekend before Christmas, or we do this beginning of December, or we just do it at some point before Christmas. But then there was a lot of people who were like, well, we do this in the week after Christmas as we're putting things away. So there, if you're overwhelmed right now and the thought of this just makes you go, I think that's a great idea, but I can't do one more thing. Don't worry about it. Okay. I mean, even if you do it in whatever you declutter, however you declutter, as long as stuff leaves your home, you're succeeding. Okay. So, and you know, we've talked a million times about how to guarantee decluttering success. So this is not intended to make you 
feel overwhelmed. This is just kind of a, I love getting ideas from the internet, right? And not just me. Okay. So anyway, I was going to share those. I do want to remind you if you would like to be a patron of the show, those people who are patrons at the $5 a month or more level get to be part of the super secret Facebook group. If you have signed up as a patron, but you are not yet a member of the Facebook group, please check your email or email me because I guarantee that, um, well, we are caught up. So you're not in the Facebook group, but there is a form you have to find, fill out. So if you didn't find the form when you signed up, then just let us know and we'll send it to you. So anyway, if you would like to be a patron, those are also who I am interviewing for my strategy sessions that I ran one of them um, on Thanksgiving Day. Go back and listen to that one with Elizabeth. She's a nurse. She has an irregular schedule. So we talked about working that into life. We also talked about storing Christmas decorations and things like that. Um, Anyway, go back and listen to that one. But if you would like to get on that list to eventually be doing a strategy session, then you want to be a patron. So go to patreon.com slash the slob comes clean to find out more about that. Um, Before we get into this today, I just want to say that this is not appropriate for children. Not because I'm going to say anything that is um, naughty to say. I wouldn't do that, kids. If your mom is like reaching for the car radio right now. Um, I'm just saying that we might talk about some things that you might not want your kids to hear because, you know, that's what Christmas is about, right? I'm just kidding. Christmas is about Jesus. But anyway, all right, let's go. Um, so we're talking about getting rid of stuff before new stuff comes in. Again, you may not do it before stuff comes in. You may do it after, but these are some great ideas. So this is the idea that somebody shared at the mom's group meeting, which somebody else mentioned in the um, comments. And I had a lot of duplicate comments, which is why I'm not necessarily reading names besides the fact that copy pasting the names as well just made it more complicated. So I'm sorry, but you know who you are. Um, and this was for people who do an elf on a shelf, which hallelujah, we never did that. Your kids are um, gone at this point, right? Okay, good. Um, anyway, I am so thankful that we pretty much missed that. I will say that there were plenty of kids, my kids, my younger two's age, who did have an elf on the shelf. And yet, you mind didn't. I mean, I my daughter did come home at one point and say, why does everybody else have an elf on the shelf? And I was like, I don't know why and why we don't have one of those. And then she made her own and she had fun with it. So it's fine. Um, but no, we, we never really did that. But one of the, I, the idea that somebody gave was that their elf, and I think they do it on the first night that they appear. It doesn't matter. It could be any point brings like a storage tub or um, something like that or box or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything fancy and says, fill it with the toys that you don't want to make room for the things that Santa Claus will bring you or whatever. I think that's a great idea. So that several people were like, oh my word, that is so great. So those who do elves probably like that kind of stuff, um, which I like it too. I think it's great. Remember again to, you know, several people are like, I only do this when my kids are out of the house or I, um, you know, try to go through things with my, through things with my kids. My number one advice for decluttering with kids is to do it when you have the energy. And if you have the energy while the kids are out of the house, do it then instead of feeling guilty about, oh, I should probably do this with them so that they can learn and blah, blah, blah. Just go ahead and do it when you have the energy and the focus and the time available. Um, If they're in the house and you think 
I've got the energy and the time and the motivation right now, but it would probably be easier if I waited for them to be out of the house. Go ahead and do it now while they're in the house and do it with them. Okay. You may not get as much progress, but it's a learning experience. I mean, those of us, we have to declutter for the rest of our lives. I was wrong when I thought I would ever be done decluttering my house. It's just not reality. People who don't have clutter are people who continually declutter. So, you know, teaching these life skills, even if it's not fun, even if they don't get it perfect, even if it's just introducing the concept and having them, you know, part with a few things that you think, seriously, how was that hard to part with? I don't know. All of that is worthwhile, you know, as a mom. Um, And then maybe because of that, you will remember and have the energy when they are not in the house because you remember how hard it was when they were in the house. Okay, so here are some of the ideas. Um, I liked this. Uh, Santa left behind a sack years ago, especially for my son. Attached was a note requesting he put in it any toys he no longer played with or that were broken. He'd gather it on Christmas Eve and take it back to the elves to make new again for other children. Obviously, whatever stories you tell your kids, that's your family's business. Okay. He then leaves the empty sack next to the eaten milk and cookies with, and when they say he, they're talking about the parents. This is why I told you not to have your kids listen to this. Okay. with a special little ornament and a thank you note, be sure to have a black trash bag ready to hide the toys and books until you can donate without discovery. Um, so I love this. I mean, I think that is great. So it's this, it sounds like it's a sack, a special sack. And then Santa takes everything out of it, sticks it in a black trash bag, and then leaves the sack for them to use again the next year, which then you would just pack away with your Christmas decorations. So I think that's really cool. Um, I'm not sure how you get it to them the first time. Santa left behind a sack years ago. Um, Oh, okay. So maybe throughout the year you put toys. I don't know. Anyway, use it how you want. Here's another thing I want to say. If you don't do Santa or if you don't do Elf on a Shelf, we are here to give ideas. Okay. And we're not here to um, talk about that issue because that is your family's decision. Sorry. I just had to say it. Okay. Um, Surely you stopped listening already, right? If you're super offended by that stuff. Okay. Bras are one of those things I don't love talking about, but honestly, I personally could not function without. They're part of my everyday life. And if they aren't comfortable, my everyday life involves me feeling rather irritable. Our sponsor, Third Love, does bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day. With the right kind of support, they help her do this. Third Love is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. Third Love bras have straps that won't slip and tagless labels, so there's no itching. Personally, I cannot handle itchy things. So that's really important to me. They're lightweight and made with super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Plus, so far, Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras. Third Love donates all of their gently used returned bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So if it isn't a perfect fit for you, you can return it and they'll wash it and donate it to someone who needs it. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash clean now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D, 
L-O-V-E dot com slash clean for 15% off today. Okay, so I like this because this is so true. This is container concept in action. And this is, it doesn't have to be toy for toy, just regular needed anyway decluttering. Hallelujah, I'm raising my hand. Yes, I agree with that. Mostly stuff they haven't used since the summer. That's a nice little time period of, um, you know, it's hard to say have you used this in a year. That's hard for a kid sometimes to understand. But I like that if they haven't used it since the summer, it gives that kind of a, a deadline thing of, oh, yeah, or stuff that isn't age appropriate anymore. You know, that's one of the great things about kids is being able to celebrate the fact at their birthday, which you may or may not be in decluttering mode at that time, or at the end of a year, you know, another year has gone by, you are a year older than you were last Christmas kids are excited about that. People who are 45 like me, we're not as excited. Okay. But kids are excited about getting a year older. And so for them being able to, you know, use this as an exciting thing, you're getting older. So what is too young for what have you outgrown? What are you too old for now? Um, okay. So now this one, I will tell you freaked me out a little bit at first, but then I kept reading. Okay. So keep listening. This person says, we use the container concept for our kids. They have a certain amount of space for toys. If the space is full, we won't get them toys for Christmas. Now, that's what freaked me out because I was like, wait, wait a minute. What if I want to get them toys? Of our five kids, one decided he didn't want to give away any of his toys and his container is full. So he knows he can't get any new toys, but he's excited to get other things like clothes and art supplies. Now, obviously, this would need to be done before the actual shopping happens. Um, but I, I think this is really interesting. I really do. Like this kind of honors the fact that, hey, we've only got this amount of space in our home. This is the space. I mean, especially with five kids, you know, this is the space for your toys. Go ahead and declutter, you know, get rid of the ones you don't know which ones, and then that's going to determine how many toys you get for Christmas. And he was able to go, you know what, I'm good without toys, which don't we all know kids who would much rather have art supplies? Or, you know, I mean, there were times years when my kids got so excited about a new coat, you know, or I told myself they did whatever. Um, There's another recommendation for an organization called Second Chance Toys. Specifically, I think they take plastic and educational toys um, to check and see if they're in your town. Um, Again, you know how I feel about just donating to whoever will take it. But if that right there would be a motivation for your kids, which is something we're going to kind of talk about several times throughout this, these suggestions is, um, you know, finding that place just to go, hey, this is a place for Second Chance Toys. You know, especially if you watch, isn't it on Rudolph, the Isle of... Um, misfit toys or something. You kind of talk like that. Um, Unopened packages of toys, donating those to toy drives. Now here is something that I saw several people mention. And I thought, you know what? We've had the same thing happen. We declutter and we find a package like brand new in the package sealed with a little piece of tape over the thing, you know, that hasn't even been broken. And we never even opened the box. It has happened. There have been toys. Now, I think maybe donating those to a toy drive um, is probably a better idea than the regifting we did at a birthday party one time that my boys went to um, because they had something that was really cool, but they had just, I think I had even bought it for them for Christmas, but they had never used it. And anyway, they took it to a birthday party 
and my son, who was probably five or six, said something like, yeah, we just got it out of our donate box. (laughs) So if you donate that to a toy drive, then hopefully you have kind of a buffer there, a, a humiliation buffer, which is good, right? Um, Okay, I love this person suggested, which is, you know, a a great thing. And I think it works well, um, is sorting the toys into categories, because that often reveals what they don't actually play with. Yes, this is so sorting, or consolidating is the first part of the last step of my decluttering process, the the container part, okay, the make it fit into the container, the space that you have available, and consolidating meaning putting like things together, just kind of naturally reveals, oh my goodness, we have six of the same Spider-Man action figure, you know, so that kind of thing is, it works well for people like me, it works well with children, Um, but I liked that reminder of that great suggestion. Um, Scheduling a donation pickup, anytime you're going to declutter, anytime that you're putting yourself on a deadline, anytime that you are bringing other people in on a deadline, it sure is nice for it to be an external deadline, instead of mama just named a day, even though technically mama is naming a day when she calls and schedules the pickup or goes online. If you don't want to talk to humans and your area has that available. Now, my area does not really have a scheduling of pickup available, but I know a lot of areas do have that. And so that's something that's great to um, put on the calendar to, you know, explain to the kids, Hey, on Tuesday, There's going to be somebody who's going to come and pick up our used toys and the toys that you don't play with anymore that are in good condition, not the ones that should have just been thrown in the trash, but the ones that are in good condition are going to get picked up. And then those are going to go somewhere where, you know, they'll be available for other kids who maybe can't afford, you know, brand new toys. And let's just be honest with my kids. The vast majority of their toys were used when they got them, even at Christmas, So I know one time um, somebody said something to my husband. I think we were having a garage sale right before Christmas. And they were like, why are you having a garage sale right before Christmas? And he was like, well, I mean, there's a lot of people who buy toys for Christmas at garage sales. And they're like, really? And he was like, "Um, yeah, we did that. But you guys, I'm telling especially because how many times for Christmas, especially like riding toys or, you know, big things that are plastic, wipe them down and they look literally exactly like they did when they were brand new, you would take those out of the box and assemble them anyway, before you put them in front of the Christmas tree, or you don't have to, but that's what we would do. Why not get it pre-assembled and for like two bucks instead of a hundred bucks, but whatever. I did. I say a hundred ducks. I meant a hundred bucks. Okay. So somebody else says, you know, I asked my kids to pick a toy or two that is in good shape specifically to give away to boys and girls who may not have a lot under their tree. Um, then she lists them on their local buy nothing group, meaning it's um, kind of like free cycle or different groups where the goal there is for you to get rid of things, but not to sell them, not to make money for them. And the, for her, and I'm assuming this is according to the rules of this group, that that's how that works. Don't get your panties in a wad. Um, I can say panties in a wad because there aren't any kids listening anymore. So we're good, right? And the kids get to pick the recipient of their toy. They do it more willingly because they like picking the person. Uh, When I say the rules of the group, I know there are some groups where it's like people get really worked up if you don't go with the first person to comment. But assuming that's how the rules work here. Um, 
Anyway, and I think that's fun. I mean, I think that's neat that she does that. But she did say, you know, there's a whole lot more toys to get rid of. But that is something that gets her kids in that mode. And sometimes in that situation, honestly, I can totally see kids being willing to get rid of something that they wouldn't get rid of in a decluttering situation. But if they are specifically focused on, I'm going to choose something that I want another child to be able to receive on Christmas morning, that shifts that mindset from, is this a toy worth decluttering to, I'm giving this toy to somebody else. Anyway, a lot of people mentioned offering to post their toys for sale that they don't play with anymore. And then they get the money to spend on vacations or put into savings or use for Christmas shopping for the other people in their family or whatever. Um, That right there is multiple different times. Now, I personally, as you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, I have to be really careful about trying to sell things because it is very easy for things to stay in my house a lot longer than they need to actually be in my house because I was trying to sell it and then it didn't sell. And I thought, well, maybe it would sell this time or whatever, where donating is generally my go-to. But when we're specifically talking about motivating kids, this can be a good motivation. can also show them that, you know what, it can kind of be one of those early life lessons of, I thought this was valuable. I put it out there and nobody else actually wanted it. You know, that kind of a thing, Um, which hopefully will help them not have those value attachments later in life. But, you know, anything that you can do and, and it might be something of, okay, let's go ahead and go through the getting rid of trash and the little dinky toys and all that kind of stuff. Let's get rid of broken things and all that and then pick two things that you want to try to sell. Um, which again, might motivate them to get rid of something that's bigger, that they might not have been willing to get rid of just in a regular old general decluttering session. Let me tell you about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. So the holidays are in full swing. That's what we're talking about today. And holidays can be a real challenge for a lot of people. If you need to connect with a licensed professional counselor at this time of year, check out BetterHelp. I was just talking to a listener who used BetterHelp and was very impressed with how easily and quickly she was connected with a counselor that she really ended up loving. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know I have readers all over, is there is a broad expertise in the network, which might not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash CLEAN. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's BetterHelp.com slash CLEAN. I like this one. 
this person says we have a three-tiered system. We get the kids to help with the first two for sure, broken toys beyond what they can repair, and games and puzzles with missing pieces. Um, Toys and games, they have outgrown non-sentimental things, and toys that mostly go unused. So she just kind of works through the toys in these three categories. And these might be toys that they like, but you've never actually seen them play with it. Um, Here are some ones from Facebook. Uh, This is somebody who does it after. They do like a three for one. You know, it's kind of a, um, and they relate it to the three gifts of the wise men and all that kind of stuff. But the three for one, kind of like the one for one, but just lets them count for every one gift that you get you need to get rid of three. You know, that's their family system. This person says, when my dad was a kid, their family had the un-Santa. You had to purge your stuff to make room for what Santa was going to bring you. And since you didn't have any idea what you were getting, you better clear as much space as possible. Then, because mom and dad knew how much they'd gotten rid of, they could gift accordingly. That's clever. Especially, you know, with the whole making room, especially if somebody's asking for something large. You know, like... Like, let's say they're asking for a gaming system. Well, sometimes that requires, you know, rearranging a room. You know, like we have ours in our um, game room. And once that entered our home, you know, once we kind of made that leap into the gaming system years, well, there needed to be a place for them to sit and play the game. So, you know, that required some rearranging. So I can totally see how, okay, if that's what you're asking for, just in case you get it, then, which is no guarantee, um, was what I always tell my kids. I always pretend like whatever it is they really want. I pretend like they'll, my, (laughs) I don't think he listens to this, but I have one who really wants something. And he kept telling me, mom, it's on sale. It's on sale. It's on sale. And I'd be like, oh, and so I purposely would act like, Oh man, I just kept forgetting to get it. Anyway, it's part of what's fun to me is to pretend like I didn't get something for them that they really wanted, even though I did get it. Um, so anyway, you know, it's clearing out that space. Okay. Just in case you get this, we're going to need a place to put it. So let's go ahead and work on this, the space here. Um, someone who says, I usually do it in the fall. I have them choose whatever toys they want to sell at a consignment sale. Again, that's a nice deadline. Um, they get the money for whatever sales sells. Um, it's, if it's a shared toy, they have to agree. Usually they er- easily clear out several big bins of books and toys. That's kind of an entrepreneurial little, um, experience there for them, you know, of, Hey, there's this deadline. Here's this event. Um, here are the requirements. Cause I'm, sh- I guarantee you there's requirements for a consignment sale that they work and that they're not broken and that they're not stained or whatever, you know, so clear your stuff out and we'll go put it as part of this. Um, and then that also gets them doing the work to get the stuff ready and they're motivated for that and they get to earn the money. Because remember, when you sell your old stuff, you are earning the money. It's not free money for your old stuff. You have to work to sell it. Okay, I'm done with that lecture. Oh, this one is really fun. This one says, we buy their stuff. <laughs> it's a cheap mommy and daddy garage sale. They put it up for sale and we buy it cheaply. Then it immediately goes to a donation place. Sure, they could get more individually at a real garage sale, but we buy everything. And did I mention super cheap? Okay, so maybe this isn't the best, but it's got the stuff out of the door and eventually they could just get rid of things. Two things here. I think this is awesome. Like I can totally see when my kids were little that they would love to set up a garage sale and get a nickel 
per item or whatever. I mean, for real, or a penny per item. There were times where my kids really did fall for that. Again, I'm counting on the fact your kids are not listening right now. But I love this idea. I think it just sounds like a a blast. I can totally see my kids spending all day finding stuff to put in their garage sale for the parents, just the parents. Um, And the other thing she says here too, though, is, but it got the stuff out of the door and eventually they could just get rid of things. So that's teaching them that it's easy to let things go. The kids are going to mature to the point where they no longer expect their parents to pay for them, to pay them pennies for everything that leaves it. But I, I have teenagers. They will grow to the, they will grow out of this. It will no longer be as funny, whatever, but it will have taught them that it's okay to let go of stuff. I just think that's brilliant. Um, for getting rid of stuffed animals, this is someone else that are in great shape, uh, which we all know that, you know, a lot of times there are stuffed animals that just sit on a shelf and are exactly like they were when you bought them. Sometimes they still have the tags on them. Oh, I make my daughter pick them out and we bring them to the fire station and they can carry them in their cars and give them to kids who have been in accidents. Knowing where they go makes her feel better about parting with them. Um, let's see. Several people mentioned the elf bringing a box to fill with pre-loved toys. Okay. Now this one is really fun. And this one is technically not for kids. Okay. This is somebody talking about for herself. This person is telling people to lend her their favorite book ever this year that they think that she'll like and put a sticky note on the inside. So she knows who to return it to when she's finished. She has stuff to open. It gets her out of her reading rut and she'll give all the books back that would be my problem. This is why I couldn't do this. And there's no new stuff for her. So I think this is great. Um, she's excited about Christmas um, and not dreading having to figure out where to put things. And yes, she cleared out of, off a shelf so that she'll have a place to put them, which is cool. Um, this person is a grandma and she says that her daughter gives her the kids old toys. Um, when they come over to see grandma, they're excited to see them again. And when they stop playing with them, she donates and they're just gone and it's grandma's house. So it's not quite as, you know, um, the ownership issues. Oh, this is a fun one. They do an ABC challenge. Who can donate the most letters? An airplane, ball, cat, doll, Elmo. Anyway, and they work through that. So that's really fun. Um, okay. I hope you guys like these ideas and I would love to hear what your ideas are as well. So, you know, leave a, a note comment, um, on the blog, on this, uh, podcast in the show notes. And, um, I just hope you guys, whatever it is, just give yourself a little bit of time to go. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, mama. You know, if, if you don't do any of this and stuff, new stuff comes in and you're overwhelmed, just remember one in, one out, one in, one out space for space. Something new comes in. Oh, this is awesome. Of course. I'm so happy that you got this. All right. We need a space for it. What can you get rid of that will help you have the room for it? You know, I mean, that's I know it sounds easier than it is, but it's actually easier than I dreaded and imagined it would be. So it really does work. Okay. I will talk to you guys later.